0: See the nail scarred hands, see the wounded side, and the thorns that pierced His brow. sacrifice, reconciling man to God. Sing alleluia.
1: Hi guys, welcome for this segment of uh, Behind The Song, BTS And uh, today, and BTS is a segment where we interview songwriters of how they write the song And today we have Josh, Josh To talk about the song The Return mm-hmm. Hi, thanks for your time Josh Thank you for having me Yes, and uh, well when I listened to the song The Return It was yeah. really such a powerful song wow. That was recorded live And maybe you would like to share with us um, what what is the song all about? The return. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, so the return is about the
0: return, <laughs> the return of Jesus. Um, so it's a song that uh, starts with the cross, because um, I think a lot of songs we you know there's a narrative to the song, right? So it's four verses and it uh, starts with uh, the cross and then goes to the grave and then it comes uh, then it moves on to Jesus returning. Uh, I think one of the things that caused me to write it was um, someone said where you see the church in five years uh, you should be writing songs about that today Uh, because for better or for worse and I know a lot of articles have been written recently about how we get our theology from the songs that we sing so for better or for worse you know it's great when there are songs with sound theology but when songs are you know, kind of sketchy, then it's bad. But but I think it's, I, I prefer to look at it from a positive way in that I think it's an opportunity to raise up uh, singing theologians, you know, worship leaders who are uh, studying the word of God, who, who are rooted and grounded in the word. And so um, I use that as kind of the, that was what was driving me to write the song because I realized that there are not a lot of songs uh, being sung about the return of Christ. Um, and not a lot of songs being sung about the blessed hope, which is fundamental to our, Christian faith, right? Like, that's why we, we have hope, because He is one day coming back. Um, and so, so, yeah, so that was why I wrote the song. Um, and so it's a song that, that really is written in a style of a hymn, right? And it talks about uh, Jesus and His return. Um, and one of the things that really struck me about it was, um, you know, we always do communion, right? And, and uh, we say every time you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim His death, until he comes, and so we always focus on the death part and the cross, which is great. That's the that's the the thing that really sealed uh, our salvation and the reason why we're able to do what we're doing today. But I feel like that, looking back, uh, is only one part of it. It's like we proclaim his death until he comes. So there's a backwards and a forwards uh, like uh, perspective, and so I feel like um, having people sing about, like the, the chorus goes, hallelujah uh, to the lamb who was slain, which is looking back, he was he was slain for our sins and our transgressions, but hallelujah, he is coming back again. So we're proclaiming his death until he comes.
1: So how do you come about writing such a song like, you know, now you have uh, an idea, how do you put it into flesh? Like What was
0: the process like? Uh, I, you know, I wish I had a story of like an angel appeared and like, it, but really what it was, was um, I, so I mean, I, I've like be, I started the House of Prayer in Penang and part, a lot of what we do is framed by the context of the urgency of preparing for Jesus' return. You know, I think that's part of the, the life of every believer. Um, and so I was actually in a car ride um, on the way from KL to Johor Bahru, uh, we are going to a friend's wedding and we are caught in a traffic jam. And I was with a friend who was sitting there and he's the kind that he talks a lot. So he was talking a whole bunch. And then after that, he, I, I turned around and looked and he was asleep. So we, we were just driving, there were four of us in the car, we were stuck in a traffic jam. Um, and I had this melody for the chorus right in my head. And I decided, you know, we're stuck in traffic, you know, we're not doing anything. So I started writing lyrics to the song. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of Leonard Cohen's uh, song Alleluia, right? So I think I read somewhere that he wrote 80 verses wow. to the song, uh, and then the ori- the, the song that was originally produced has like 15 verses. So it's not in the same way, but like I wrote, I think 10 or 12 verses to to this, and it began in the Garden of Eden and went all the way to the Book of Revelation. It was just, I was just, it was more of an exercise of of just writing the song, uh, but. When I actually came down to putting the song together, I felt like we wanted to start at the cross, but to end with his return about the nation singing to him. And so I scaled it down to four verses, but that was kind of how it happened. It was, it started off as an exercise in how do you write a song that that um, instructs and educates, but at the same time, uh, it gives you language to sing your worship to the Lord. It's, it's that whole thing about theology must lead to doxology, right? So we're we're learning all these things about Him, but then it it releases a cry in our hearts. Hallelujah
1: to Lamb Whistling. Wow, that's so powerful. So. Everything was written in the car. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe share with us also the experience when you recorded it. Yeah. The how was it like? All instances where you used this song and yeah. how powerful. Man, I mean, it was. It was just like when we recorded
0: it. Um, even before recording it, so I, I sang it at different places, I, obviously it was birthed in the house of prayer, so I started singing it in penhop. Uh, but then when I started bringing it out to the body of Christ, I remember there was a moment, and you know that your songs will fly when the uncles and aunties in the church jump on board, right? And so there was a moment, I remember we were singing the second verse, and it was like, sin has lost its power, death has lost its sting. Um, for the victory has been won, and I remember like this: the the first time I sang it in like in a large setting was, um, the congregation just erupted in applause at that line, and there was something. I think it was truth that was resonating with their spirit, so they kind of just. I I remember that it was really cool, and uh, so we ended up recording it on Pentecost Sunday, um, in. Uh, in Penhop and it was a room of about 80 worshippers and they were all invited they were all worship leaders or house of prayer people and um, a bunch of people from Singapore came up and helped with the recording as well and it was really one of the most powerful worship experiences of my life Um, I mean we don't have time in this interview for it but uh, the Lord actually let us as a room collectively hear the sound of angels. And it was one of those moments where like this is... We thought people were singing, but people were not singing. We just heard like a choir singing. And, and uh, it was right after we sang this song, The Return, that that happened. It's on, on my album, it's, uh, it's called Spontaneous, The Spirit, Spirit and the Bride. Right? Yep, yeah. That was the moment where all that happened. It was actually, it went on for 25 minutes. Wow. But we, have, we can't put that on a CD, right? So we, we cut it to about 7-8 minutes, yeah. But yeah, so it was out of the return that that all this happened. Yeah. Are
1: there any testimonies that come out from that song?
0: Uh, I mean, the return I think was uh, one of the songs that has been sung. Uh, to me, I. Definitely didn't start out with this goal in mind, but I love that um, the song has actually gone out of, you know, like just like the charismatic kind of circles. But it's being received by, you know, mainstream churches. Uh, uh, one of my favorite moments was I was in Hungary at a Catholic church and I led this song. And when we came to the part about Jesus returning and uh, the nation singing as one, it was like all these Catholics were standing up and cheering, yeah. you know, it was like something was resonating in their hearts for that. Um, and so like some of these stories of when it's being led, you know, I think has been very encouraging
1: for me. Yeah. it's cool. So, okay, uh, if you have a tip for someone who wants to write songs, like probably in that direction, do mm. uh, you have any tips to share with like, songwriters? yeah i well i mean in light of the
0: return um, that song i would say that it's important like colossians three sixteen is really key for me where it says uh let the word of christ dwell in you richly and then after that it, it talks about singing and making music uh, but that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly is key to me because I think it's when the word of God is in you and not just in you but richly in you that's when um, the overflow of it uh, it becomes songs that carry truth because I think a lot of songs can carry great lyrical hooks and beautiful melodies but I think it's the truth of the word of God resonating with the hearts of the worshippers that actually brings transformation and so I would say ground your songs in the study of the word of God you know I think that's what we need in the
1: body of Christ. Wow. thank you thank you for your time well if you have not heard uh, The Return you can head down to um, Spotify yep. check out Josh Yeo on Spotify or you can go to hear it on our first episode of uh, Amplify Podcast and we also like to thank uh, Jerry Jerry Jerry! Jerry. <laughs> Jerry for allowing us to use his studio uh, Mixed Music Studio so thank you for that and uh, check out the podcast if you haven't and uh, thank you for your time Josh yeah, thank you thank so you. much
0: thank you thank you.